where nobody knows your name is filmed in front of nobody. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. I'm James. And I'm John. Today's episode is Season 2, Episode 8, Manager Coach. It was uh, released on the 24th of November, 1983. And it was written by Earl Pomerantz. And again, of course, directed by James Burroughs. His 30th episode. Well, hey, and this is a really good episode. I enjoyed this one a lot. As always with episodes with the word coach in the title, it's a coach-centred episode. Yes, which means it's a good episode. (laughs) Uh, I do like the coach ones. And this one, we get to see Coach become a manager. Manager Coach, did the title, did it remind you of the Arrested Development joke, Mr. Manager? (laughs) (laughs) Where do we begin with this one? Cold cold opening? Cold open. It's a lovely place to start. It's it's quite a nice cold open as well. It's a new mother. Mm. Trying to put a, a child to sleep on the phone. Yeah. Carla's got a, a phone in hand. She's talking to her newborn baby. She's singing a little a little Irish lullaby on the, on the phone. Everybody joins in. Yeah. You can really hear some some characters go for a bit more than others. Yeah. Diane. A specific voice does. Musical theatre in our blood, I think. It's like, yeah, what, what was the last one? You'll never walk alone. Oh, yeah, she was belting that out. She, she belted this one as well. I do like that song. It's a nice little sweet lullaby. Yeah. God couldn't be everywhere. That's why he created mothers. And uh, postal carriers. That leads us on to the main episode and the main plot of the episode, which is that Coach takes on the responsibility of managing a little league team. That principle, that, that so, little so narrative thing, I'm already interested. Sparked my attention. <laughs> Colour me intrigued. <laughs> so Mort Sherwin, Mort Sherwin. Uh, comes in. He's a friend of Sam's and he's looking for someone to manage his baseball team. Looking for Sam to manage the team. Uh, Sam says he can't and recommends Coach. He's played by Herb Mitchell. And what's Herb been up to? He previously appeared as Tom in the episode Father Knows Last. He also played Judge Varsity White in 12 episodes of The Practice, which was also set in Boston. We also had Paul Vaughan as Paul. And this is his last appearance as the character. This was his penultimate role ever before appearing in the TV movie Tough Love, which kind of fits with the episode, because what do we think coaches... This is managerial style? Yeah, Tough Love. It doesn't take any nonsense. No nonsense, coach. He's got a very cutthroat nature. I do like for uh, an episode about Little League Baseball, we don't see any match. Wouldn't even have to build a set for that. They could have just booked a field. Gone down the road. Would have liked a little sort of montage. That would have been nice. But no, we didn't get to see any of that. But we did get to uh, see Coach's managerial style. Diane is worried about Coach because she thinks he'll get sort of eaten alive within this kind of Little League Baseball industry mm-hmm. because she thinks the parents will be a nightmare and be angry at him because mm-hmm. he's... A little bit simple. Really, it's coaches the the nightmare. Another interesting thing which happens 14, 15 minutes into the episode is coaches feeling a lot of stress with this new role, this new responsibility he's taking on, and he chooses to take some antacid tablets. So what he does is he cracks open a uh, 
keg tap no. a, a small a small bottle bottle that's the word I've got the word bottle there in a bar how did that happen <laughs> um, he cracks open a small bottle of them and he downs a few antacid tablets I thought that was an interesting parallel to the addiction issues that Sam developed when he was playing baseball yeah I mean uh, Co- coach goes kind of off the deep end gets very intense with it all and yeah like you say pop, pops quite a few pills that's not the big part of the episode no we do get a lineup of the squad the cast here guest stars Elliot Scott as Pee Wee mm-hmm. he also made guest appearances in The Fall Guy and was in 86 episode of The Twilight Zone one of the various reboots of The Twilight Zone okay Corey Feldman as Moose can you tell me what else Moose has been in? Or oh, Corey Feldman. So much. He's, he's Lo- an 80s Lost child Boys, star, yeah. The Goonies. Gremlins. Gremlins. Stand By Me. Yeah. One, one of my favourite films. Uh, he was in a couple of episodes of Mork and Mindy as well. He's now got some albums on. Yeah. We've seen his music. Listen to a bit of it. The one I find most interesting... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Corey Feldman's not the most interesting. No, no. Sorry, the... <laughs> Corey Feldman's role I find most interesting in relation to this episode he, uh, is he was also in The Bad News Bears, where he played a little league player. Oh, okay. Same, same person, Moose. We also had Martin Davis as Tank. Tank. This is his TV debut. He went on to appear in Menace to Society and Martin, mm. the Martin Lawrence vehicle. And again, another one of our barflies appears in this episode, Alan Koss as Alan. So it's a shame we're saying goodbye to Paul. We we liked Paul and his trysts with Yeah, who's gonna Cliff. who's gonna have a go at Cliff and the postal service? I think Cliff with his, you know, spy connections. <laughs> <laughs> Got him removed. Yeah. No, I think that's a shame. I hope someone does step in to sort of continue that legacy. Yeah. Of having a go at Cliff. This is the the springboard of my theory. Mm. Uh, that if you get a ensemble of children in a, a sitcom from the eighties one of them will become famous now. Is there any other? Show? No, no. I'm just basing off this. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go with. One in every uh, 15? 11. 11. Lyric. One in every 11 have hit fame now. 9%. 9% of every ensemble of, of children on a TV show have become famous. It wasn't really a storyline. It was from something they delved into into one scene, which I thought was going to be a bigger deal. Carla was asking whether she could breastfeed her baby in Cheers. Sam says she can do in the office. What I thought was really notable about this is that people were uncomfortable seeing Carla breastfeed her child in that public space Mm. because she was exposing her breast. But then Alan unfolds a Playboy magazine mm. and goes, look at this, fellas. There's a double standard there that they need to fix. Well, I think that the thing which kind of struck me is that this is still a conversation that's been had today. Exactly, yeah. It's surreal seeing it in a programme, what, 30, 30 years? years ago. You exactly. Could, you could drag and drop that whole dialogue and drag, it, drag and drop it into present day. Yeah. And you wouldn't feel it was. Uh, didn't represent today. A lot has changed since Cheers episodes aired, but that, as you say, the kind of dialogue you'd hear mm. is exactly the same. So, as you say, there's a lot of lot of things explored. Tough love, mentor figures. Verbal abuse. We haven't actually talked about this scene of coach and lineup of kids. And a couple of the kids say they quit. Uh, I think it's Tank says, I can't take it anymore. You're too hard on me. I can't sleep. 
My pets hate me. I'm starting to smoke again. Coach treats these kids like they're fully fledged uh, athletes. Yeah. And so does the show, yeah. which is kind of weird. Um, and the fact that like, I've, I've started smoking again coming from a child is just really sort of weird and surreal. It's the, it's the rule of three, isn't it? Uh, they referenced it in Futurama quite quite a bit, which was, we've got to really have a crackdown on what's shown in TV. No more sex, murder, or jaywalking. One thing I did find interesting, which is a callback to the spy who came in for a cold one, mm-hmm. I believe. After Coach fires one of the kids, he says, if there's physical errors I can handle, if there's one thing I can't stand, it's mental errors. Mm-hmm. In the spy who came in for a cold one, he says something to Diane, along the lines of, do you know what I did whenever one of my players made a mental error? And they go, no. And he goes, neither do I. That's why I got fired. So it's a nice little parallel there. That's the door, James. We know what that means. It's time for mail. Yep, and we've got some uh, lovely trivia. Just a reminder for those listening, if you want to send us any uh, messages, feel free to on our Facebook page, where nobody knows your name. That's right, John. And you can also tag us in any post you want with hashtag WNKYN Cheers Podcast. Whiskey, NATO, Kilo, Yankee, Dude, Mike. No, uh, NATO. Cheers Podcast. I'll open up this first uh, little bit of trivia, James. This episode we see Coach lead a, a team of magnificent young athletes in lovely purple uniforms. What's the name of the team? It's an animal. It's not an animal. It's not an animal. What is it? Titans. Titans? Yeah. That's not an animal, is it? No. I've got a question here. What are the nicknames of each of the Little League team? You get a point for each correct answer, John. Um, you can storm ahead here. I had the same question for you as well. Should we do an alternate? See if we can get yeah. them chronologically. Okay. Pee-wee. Moose. Juice. Goose. Tank. The Chancellor. The Bull. Cannonball. Specs. And the Dynamic Duo. I felt quite quite happy getting Goose after Juice mm. and Moose. That was quite easy. The Tank tripped me up a little bit. What I like about this is that Nicky C, Nicholas Colosanto, mm. great coach, he had trouble remembering his lines. Yeah. So they he had like pieces of script littered everywhere in the bar. And I like to <laughs> I like to think that these just had name tags and he was just reading them as they went along. Just, just on the back of their baseball hats. <laughs> yeah. So they were doing promos for Cheers, you know, where you see the stars talking to the camera and mm. go, Hello, Cincinnati, or hello, whatever. You know, they would do it with Ted Danson, Shelley Long and you know, they the producers were like, these people, you know, they can remember lines well, yeah. you know, they're charismatic. Nicholas Colosanto, he's great, he's charismatic, he's funny, yeah. but he has tra- trouble remembering his lines. Did him last, you know, he presented last, and um, <laughs> they said to him, do you want us to hold up a cue card or something? And he was like, no, no, I'll be fine. And he did it, it went up, and they were like, okay, say your line. And he nailed it. He went... Hello, I'm Coach, and you're going to watch Cheers. And they were like, oh, Nick, Nick, that was great. Um, Again. And he turned to the camera and went, again. (laughs) (laughs) According to Sam, what does Coach's home life consist of? Do you want me to give you a hint? Yeah, go on for it. It's a food and a TV show. Cooking and watching TV? No, it's a can of SpaghettiOs and reruns of Beretta. What is Beretta? 
Is this cowboy? What's yeah. the... No, it's not a cowboy show. It's um, the cases of Maverick undercover New York City detective Tony Beretta, as played by Robert Blake. Are you reckon it's streaming on Netflix? Uh, you can get it on disc at Amazon. How much? Ooh, we interrupt your run of Where Nobody Knows Your Name at Cheers podcast to promote Beretta. Season one is about £16. Oh. Oh, and it's region one only. Heartbroken. It's going to live like Coach. <laughs> White shirts, tie, Beretta, SpaghettiOs. <laughs> In this episode, Diane tells us a little bit about her obsessive-compulsive uh, disorder, about neatness, and she demanded that everything should be in its proper place. She's now got a, a more laissez-faire uh, attitude towards stuff, namely her apron and how she organises it. How would she have previously insisted the order of her apron objects be uh, presented in? Notebook, pencil, pen, pen. Pencil, pen, pencil, pen, pad. Which to me sounds chaotic. It's final call, John. Had a lovely time today. Yeah. Ooh, nice episode. We've seen Manager Coach, Mr. Manager. Mr. Manager. And yeah, we've seen another side to Coach, where he's... Bit of a, uh, what's the word, despotic or, type, or tyrannical. Authority. Yeah. He's getting the team together. He's winning matches. We never mentioned that. Um, but at the end, he tells them a story. Listen, when I was a kid in school, just about your age, I had this teacher, a real mean guy, a guy named Mr. Spires. He always wanted me to learn the Pledge of Allegiance. And one day in assembly hall, he had me say it in front of the whole school. I'd stayed up the whole night before trying to learn it. But when I got up on that stage, I drew a complete blank. I was lost. And this Mr. Spires guy says, nobody in this auditorium is going to leave until Pantuso remembers. I stood there and it, it seemed like forever with everybody laughing at me. It was probably the worst day of my life. Although he had a mean teacher and he didn't like them and he didn't want to be like that. Except Diana had to tell him that was the, <laughs> <laughs> the motto of the story. And then he treats them to uh, lemonade and pizza, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, just lovely. We forgot to talk about the ending altogether. Well, we've mentioned it now. Yeah, it was nice to see Coach uh, back in action with a new team. You know, I think, I think they've got a good innings. <laughs> Sports one. Sports metaphor. Really threw a curveball there, John. What do you say? Should we raise a glass to the team? Wish them luck in their game? We should. And after that, we'll relax at home with a can of SpaghettiOs and reruns of Beretta. If I can get that DVD. Raise your tin of SpaghettiOs. <laughs> raise your tin of SpaghettiOs <laughs> to the Titans. Thank you for listening. This has been Where Nobody Knows Your Name. <laughs>